Welcome to episode three of Conversations with Colour. This episode is with one of my best friends, bridesmaid and BBC journalist Amy Leibowitz. Whilst being a social, politics and society journalist, we instead discuss the pain of friendship breakups, the insecurities felt from them and how to overcome them. Amy came into my life at a house party and we've been hanging out ever since. We mainly go to overly cute date vibe restaurants around London. Recommendations are in episode two, in case you haven't listened to that one. Arguably, this episode sounds like I'm the guest and Amy's the host, but I guess that's what you get when you let a journalist on the show. Thank you for coming on my podcast, Amy. No worries, Leish. Um, for everyone else, this is the lovely Amy Leibowitz, senior journalist from the BBC. Um, my brother affectionately has named her the Nazi hunter, which I find hilarious. A-A-A, <laughs> big up deal. <laughs> um, but we're not talking about Nazis today, although it might come up, but who knows. Um, today we're talking about friendship breakups. I feel like we're both going through some. <laughs> um, and actually, I think my as an adult, I've realized that friendship breakups are really hard. Um, and it's something that I also didn't anticipate. I, I expected people to like phase out of my life, but not have a breakup. Yeah, I think it's something that we don't talk about as a society in general Mm -hmm. we talk we have a lot of onus on being a partner being part of a two we can see it in so like i call it single tax what yeah yeah yeah. single tax where basically you're for example in a wedding Mm -hmm. you as a single person are always paying for as one person like you're paying for the entire present where normally you would halve that with someone else but you're only buying one present And I think society in general is made for you to be in a pair. Like naturally we're always in pairs. And I think that we just don't talk about other kinds of pairs, which is, yeah, being with our friends and how important friendships are. Yeah, definitely. And I think female friendships too. I think that, I mean, I I obviously have male friendships, but I feel like female friendships can go so deep. Um, We have, and we try to be so open about, how vulnerable we are especially like you know I'll talk to you about you know if I have an issue with Adam and like things like that and I think that like we are vulnerable with each other and so when that ends all that emotional support ends too um which Mm. is a really tough thing I think to realize especially like we're now in a in a way where we're upcoming and being like yeah communities are great and communities are healthy and we need to have more good people around us and I you know vouch for that but I think sometimes it's like what does that look like yeah I think also you know myself I'm from Sydney Australia uh I moved to London when I was 25 I'm turning 31 in 12 days let's not discuss um and so I've been here for a really long time without my immediate family and immediate support Mm. and so my friend's have turned into chosen family and so when you break up with that chosen family it's like oh shit like can I not read people what have I done you know how could they have treated me this way um and yeah it's yeah it it can be really devastating I think especially you know if you say you go to university you make lots of different kinds of friends and then as you leave university and you go into the workforce and your friendship group gets smaller and smaller <laughs> and smaller. And you're like, oh, what? This one person s- 
who I spend so much time with is now not here or not a part of my life. Mm. That's such a void. Like, oh, no. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that was, yeah. I think I've recently felt that and it's um, it's a really weird one where I was kind of sad the other day and I was like, oh, I'm really missing this particular friend and, you know, we used to go on walks together and I think it was like, oh, I'm missing that, that connection. Whereas like, you know, I don't live near all of my friends and sometimes like, it's like, I'm happy to meet them up in central London and that's okay. But sometimes I'm like, oh, you know, when you just want to be a homebody and like having that creature comfort, I think that that was a pain point. Um, and I started talking about it with Adam and I was like, I know I did the right thing. So for context where people listening, like it was just, yeah, she was racist. There's no other way to say it. Mm. And I think that I don't think I saw it coming. Like I understood like nuances between privileges that we had, um, how we saw the world slightly differently. And I kind of, you know, I like being challenged on my mindset. I'm not someone who's going to say like my way is right or my way is the only way. Like I love that my friends are all so different. That was a big thing that a lot of people said to me from our wedding was that, you have such different friends. And I'm like, yeah, like that's important to me. Um, but actually when it came about, and actually I remember I'm picking this with you so much. <laughs> and um, I was like, yeah, I don't know what to do about it. And I ended up talking to my therapist, talking to a DEI consultant and writing a message that was quite lengthy. I know I ran it past you. I think I ran it past like 15 people. And Quite a few people for yeah, this message. Yeah. yeah. And then I sent it and then I was ignored for a week. And then I was gaslit of like my experience of that. And like I was told, oh, we're having two different conversations. And I was like, okay, well, that's fine. But we can answer both. And I think like we talked about it as being a band-aid. Mm. And then like... I think there was an expectation on me to do something and be around people who were so incredibly racist to me in my childhood that I am working on letting it go. Like it's something that I'm working through with my therapist because I hadn't necessarily acknowledged being brown in an all white girls school um, and what that impact would have on me. And um yeah, I think when that request was made of me, I was like, fuck it. I do not want to be around these people that only ever make me feel insecure about myself. I started, to, I actually, um, I went out with dinner to dinner with a friend and I said, oh, you know, um, I want to borrow my brother-in-law's Ferrari just to turn up. And like, that's such an insecure thing. Like, that's not who I am. I'm like, I just wanted to prove that I was better. Mm. Um, and that somehow felt, like the way to do that and obviously it's not um and it was just yeah and then when it happened we ended up having this it was a very polite discussion and I was like ultimately here are your options like we are not friends anymore and that's okay or you apologize and acknowledge like what you've done and what you said and ultimately the gaslighting continued and I was a bit like yeah you can't be around me and you can't be around my friends um because it was just such a giant level of disrespect um and I think the 
biggest thing for me was like, oh, it's not racist. It's just a bit mean. Like that was a really big thing. It's like, you need to acknowledge what's there in front of you. But now I do really miss the company of that person as like, because they were there for such a long time. Yeah, I was going to say that like, do you miss it? It's like a shit boyfriend. I mean, (laughs) it's like, you know, do you miss the comfort or do you actually miss them as a person? And I think if you were to replace them with a new friend that you saw them frequent enough, would that do the job? Probably. Right, okay. So, you know, they can't... I like to think seeing what happened from like a far away, like a third person perspective with any breakup, there was definitely a process and like a leading up to it. There was a turning point and then just like a slow, not actually, this was quite fast. This fast, was really fast. It was very fast. Like within a week, a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, Like breakdown of the friendship to a point where it was just, you could not repair it, mm. you know? And of course you can be upset and you can do all these things and miss going for walks and miss doing X, Y, Z. But in reality, you don't miss them as a person because ultimately that person was not your person. They were not your friend. Otherwise they'd still stand beside you. Actually, a really good mate of mine, Clara, she was giving me dating advice and goes, well, Amy, the right person would be standing beside you right now. So obviously he's not the right person for you. And I'm invalid. And yeah, and like I, I probably keep that with me in so many different aspects of my life. Mm. The right person would be messaging you. The right person would be standing beside you, asking you how your day was. Are you okay? Let's go grab this. Let's work out this difference. Mm. I mean, very. I've had a couple of friendship breakdowns, and only one of them has been successfully turned around. Which oh my oh, god, really? Yeah, both of That's us. Like- would, no, but both of us would have never expected it to happen. Oh, okay. All right. You know. Yeah. Um, and that, like, yeah, I, I had a complete breakdown with um, a very good friend of mine. And if you asked me about a year ago, you're going to be friends within that year, I would have laughed so hard <laughs> Because I would have thought to myself, no way, every time I see them, like, lasers come out of my eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But they really took the time to apologize several times and then pulled me aside and was like, I'm going to prove to you how much you mean to me. And it's not going to be through words, it's going to be through actions. And now we're mates again. I do it's, love that. As like I like a, it's take look. It's taken a, a year. Oh yeah. If you think about it, it's taken it's taken very close to a year. I kind of just forgot that I had a front row seat to that right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. She did have. A, it was quite upfront um, to what happened, but yeah, I, I. It's probably the only time I've had a breakdown of a friendship that's really done a one eighty, and now yeah, they still mean a real, a lot to me, and I see them frequently. That's really nice, and I'll say this. You know, I, I think I said to you, my New Year's resolution, I'm not that person that does those, by the way, but like, I was like, I'm going to be more Amy. Like you, I say this all the time. You have the healthiest boundaries. Sometimes they come out in a savage way. <laughs> oh my, yeah. <laughs> um, but I was like, 
no they're really healthy and like actually it's like no you know what's best for you and I think that that especially in that two-week period I did a lot of thinking and like <clears throat> I just remember when you asked me you were like but why are you friends with people who are like if they are friends with people who are racist to you and I was like I'm being really naive and I know it and I was just like I just didn't think about it and then mm. I think that the breakdown whilst really civil and polite like I ended up walking away and saying you know I really wish that you have a really like happy life and all that jazz and she couldn't even say it to me and I was like I feel like I should have just let it go earlier um but it's interesting because I was comparing it to like you know when you're at uni and you have spats with friends and I've only like I've never had the and I say confidence because I come from like a background of abuse and so like that really didn't do wonders for me but um the confidence to yell at a friend except for one and she will laugh when she probably hears this because like we yelled at each other about freaking shoes and like drinking and whatever else like I think there was one evening where I didn't want to go on a night out and she was like no I fucking watched you cry for five days we're going out like that was it and I was like excellent like those were the kind of fights that we had but like we would be yelling it yeah yeah, yeah. whereas I remember I don't know maybe it was a couple of years ago that you were like I've just come back I'm going to from I think you went to the park and you guys were like yelling in the park and I was like oh, how no. Do you have this level of confidence to be like, no, I'm going to fight my corner. Whereas like, I'm someone who's just like, I'm letting it go. Yeah. So like for context, um, basically I had a friendship breakdown with, oh gosh, one of my best friends of all time. Hmm. Um, and people that know me really well know this person. Um, became best mates from first year of uni and God, uni was well over 10 years ago. So <laughs> it's a long time. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, basically we had, we ended up having a massive breakdown, like argument after an accumulation of events yeah. that was just not going to plan. <laughs> Um, and we ended up having a screaming match outside of Facebook in <laughs> London. And so like the, all these people around, if you know it, it's like the square where like Circle Populaire, rate it. Yes. Um, <laughs> it is big mama group. Yes. Um, and we were screaming at each other. It was bad. I know I've never conducted myself like that in public except to a bunch of anti-semites like valid valid <laughs> and like i i remember just bawling my eyes out and i was so upset and then i had to go into a night shift and she got oh, to go yeah, to sleep and then that night i ended up on international tv <laughs> all night reporting and having to do my job and think about what had happened and there were some really harsh things said do you regret any of them um no okay no no I, I i don't i stand by what i said um because the things that were said to me were probably equally as i don't know if they were i think they were harsher but um okay. right that's you know i wasn't there <laughs> no 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 like i and they were very quotable to me because you know when you have someone that you admire so much mm. and that you care about so much 
and they say something that really cuts you deep, mate, that is a quote with a byline. You 100% remember it word for word. And, um, yeah, basically this friend said to me, um, no one is going to love you because you care way too much about your job and you're an absolutely selfish person. Wow. Yeah, like, you, like basically you're unlovable. Screaming it on top of her lungs. Uh, as I was oh talking God, I about, yeah, as I was talking about um, a guy that I was dating at the time and it was breaking down mm. and I just wasn't interested in him and basically she just let it rip about what she thought of me and how I handle relationships uh, in a very public manner. Um, yeah, and I think my turning point, because I was so upset, I remember, like, speaking to all my different friends, what am I going to do, but I love her so much, but, like, this person means so much to me, like, hmm. my whole world is changing right now. I care so much about this person. Yeah. And it was actually my dad, <clears throat> Brian, who is the... Big up Brian. Big up Brian. He is the all. He is all logic. Um, <laughs> he's an engineer, South African, doesn't give a shit. And we were on the phone. He knows this person very, very well. And he said to me, "I promise you, Amy, you are the only person that's losing sleep at night. You need to somehow let this go on your own because you will not be getting the closure that you crave." And I was like. All right, Tough Brian. Love. Okay, Dad. <laughs> um, but it was 100% true. And a few of my friends said roughly the same things. and But they didn't know her. Mm. But my dad knew her. Mm. And it really got to me when I was like, hold on. Why am I holding on to this? Mm. And it's not serving me anymore. It used to, this relationship used to really serve me and enrich me and made me feel so good about myself. And now circumstances have changed and it doesn't. So mm. what what am I doing? And then as soon as I decide to let that go and just stop contact and it was probably one of the most healthiest boundaries I've ever set for myself mm. because I realised, well, they don't know Amy in this present tense. They probably see me as maybe some sort of Old past version. Or older version mm. and they haven't seen me in this setting mm. and, like, how I haven't seen them in this setting. You know, there's, like, that really, it's, like, so cheesy. Like, was it friends for a reason, friends for a season, friends for life? Have okay. you ever heard that? I mean, so like friends, So friends for a reason, like, so someone that serves some sort of particular purpose mm. friends for a season university or like a particular okay. workplace yeah. friends for life so someone that goes through those ups and downs and you're still mates even if you have disagreements or whatever mm. and I had to accept that she was friend for a season she was my really close university friend mm. and we outgrew each other yeah and yeah that was absolutely heartbreaking but I don't think about it anymore I really really don't but me making you talk about it <laughs> no 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 and like friends who know that person also like have you mm. and I'm like no mm. and I just leave it and you know what it's chill That's I have really so nice. many other problems in my life I mean I yeah. really do I, it, it's mm. okay she, this person does not serve me anymore and I don't serve them and 
yeah, it, it was really hard. But once I was able to deal with that closure, then that was really Yeah. I think mine really made me appreciate being able to have conflict with my friends because I think conflict is unavoidable. Like me and Adam, if people were a fly on a wall, like we bicker all the time and half of it is fun and half of it is not. Yeah. Um, but with my friends, I realized that there are a couple of ones and I actually, I voice noted her a few weeks after the, the incident with the other friend and I just said, actually, we had a conflict. We had, we've had a couple, but I really appreciate how we've both handled it. Like there was a point where we were both crying um, and I was just like, I just really want to reassure you that I do love you. And she said the same back. And that's, I think, the foundation of where we were then able to like resolve said conflict and like realizing that it was we talked about it and it was really healthy and I really appreciated it. And I think that having a friend who wants to work through that issue with you, whatever like that looks like, I actually really cherish because this person did not want to do that. They just didn't want to accept accountability. And I get racism is a really big topic Mm. and I try to be educational. I try to be supportive of, you know, I don't, I said at the time, although upon reflection I don't agree with what I said um I said you know I don't think that you are a racist deep down I think that what you just said was come from an ignorant place and then um I heard the uh the letter that was sort of written that was supposed to be like for our wedding and um I was so heartbroken about it I cried Mm. um because it brought up my worst childhood experience of racism and I ended up losing a lot that day from that experience and then when she wrote it I was like I feel like you just broke me in half yeah but also like reflecting upon that she sees that as like a happy memory or like something to laugh about so then you're just clearly Mm. not we weren't even on the same page (laughs) (laughs) you know yeah but I think that was one thing that I took away from it. Like, I don't I don't think I have time now for people who are conflict avoidant. Like, you don't want to talk about it, that's fine. But then don't expect me to, like, come back to you either. Like, you do you. I'm not going to judge you for that. Like, I get that people need time away. People need whatever it is that self-care looks like for that person. But, like, if I'm putting in 80% of the effort and you say something to me that is like maybe triggering for me and I tell you about it and then you're just like no not gonna reply to that I'm gonna be like okay cool like that's it I'm fine I'm done now yeah I mean being conflict avoidant uh, mm, I think there are just different ways of handling situations you can be conflict avoidant but just equally saying how you feel. If you can't express yourself, then I would argue like what kind of friendship, partnership, like any kind of shit, what is that? You know? Yeah. Hey. Like you should be able to say how you feel or speak your truth. It's, I mean, it's even in the workplace. You should be able to s- express yourself and say how you feel. Mm. Um, 
And so when you have those breakdowns, a lot of the breakdowns probably just come from miscommunication or not being able to communicate. And people have very different styles of communication, but that's mm-hmm. why we, that's why I always say to Leash, healthy boundaries. Yeah. I just remember when I came back from holiday and I think we were talking and you, I think you'd gone on a, the date didn't end well, or there was a conversation that didn't end well. And you were like, what's the B word? And I was like, I don't know, Beyonce. And you were like, no boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boundaries. Absolute. But yeah, that's, uh, I think key to any, any ship. I feel like that's to any so- ship, key to any ship. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I feel so quenching <laughs> This episode is supported by Unheard. The company that means music marketing has never been easier. Over 65,000 artists from 129 countries have used Unheard to run powerful marketing campaigns. Unheard provides a data-led marketing platform that helps artists reach their most valuable fans in just a few clicks. Check them out today. In terms of friendship breakups and processes we get, we go through, mm-hmm. what are some things that really helped you go through that process that you, I guess, wish you knew prior? Like, what are some of the key lessons that you learned? Um, really good question. In all fairness, more recently, I treated it how I used to treat breakups. Like, I would say, you know not traditional stereotypical breakups if I went out with a guy it didn't work out I'd go buy ice cream I'd watch my favorite movie which is Ocean's Eleven and I would hey no judgment um you couldn't see that but I was definitely pulling a face (laughs) um and I would just mull it out and then I would read a book and I would be solitudal solitudal for a little time and get over it like that was my process for the guy and then I recently did that and it made me feel better but I think that I did I don't think I necessarily handled it well in the sense that like I just kept talking about it with my other friends where it felt like word vomit and I was like no I'm making my own life toxic right now um yes you're not actually over it you have a boundary with that person but you don't have like boundaries with yourself and how you're getting over it yeah that's something that I I feel like I wish that I knew sooner Mm. um and I think that there is an art to letting go um of things I think that you know I went through a separation of my family and somehow I'll say this I feel like I did that much more gracefully than I did this Hmm. um I think this felt sticky um and I think it's because of the longevity of the friendship like I'd known this person since I was six yeah but you've known your family since you were born yeah I guess the environment in which I grew up with my family they wasn't always favorable Mm. whereas like this person in my life like was fairly favorable like we'd gone traveling together like there's very few people that I realize I can live with and if I go traveling with you I think it says a lot about me as an individual but like that process wasn't graceful I was really upset about it um therapy I like I'm a big advocate of therapy I think I speak about it on in every conversation I have um but that really helped and I think that I don't regret my decision and I'm in a much better space. And I also think 
racism is a pretty thing like big thing and an okay thing to break up about yeah yeah, yeah. i mean i would do this i'm i'm jewish um i would do the same with anti-semitism although uh i i have had friends that have made really ignorant remarks and then i'm like you're not an anti-semite you're just a bit dumb <laughs> and then I have to like explain to them, no, 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 sweetie, don't say that. Don't, uh, do, that. don't do that. Um, and then I kind of have like a bit of a three strikes, you're out. Oh, that's um, good. Yeah, like if it's a small, ignorant kind of message, like I'm the first Jewish pe- person lots of people have met. So, you know, we're 0.1% of the world's population, we're just loud. Um, <laughs> And I can't expect everyone to know everything about my culture, like learning about a lot of um, South Asian Indian Mm. uh, practices as well through you. Like this is how we learn through our friends. Yes. But don't be ignorant or rude. And so, (laughs) yeah, I I kind of, I yeah, in my head I have like a three Three strikes, strikes. you're out. That's fascinating. Kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, what was your process getting over your breakup? Wow. Um, it was long. Oh, really? Okay. I haven't spoken to this person in a couple of years. Yeah. Um, and I think the first thing was just to talk to different people about it, mm. people that didn't know this person and then people that did know this person. So am I being crazy? Is this person coming after me? Or like just talking about logic and different aspects. When I started getting sick of my own voice, which is – very similar to what you were saying in your circumstance, Mm. I realised that we weren't going to have a closing conversation and actually (laughs) sort of tried. Um, I was in the middle of making a documentary. I was living between uh, London, Berlin and Munich a lot. This was when I was travelling every three to four weeks And I was doing very heavy stuff, going into concentration camps, going into courtrooms with Nazis, doing really crazy shit. See, there you go, brought up Nazis. Um, But, like, yeah, I was doing really, really heavy shit and I really needed my friends there. Yeah. Uh, And all of this stuff was happening in the background and I had to put it aside because I really had to focus on my job. Yeah. Um, This was my shot. I've worked so hard for it. I had all my friends were so supportive and yet I had this person in the background um, and we tried to make up and she actually would be the person be like, let's meet at this time. Let's do this time. Every time she met, she canceled on me. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And so I didn't initiate because I was like, I'm not sure about you. And yeah. then, um, she canceled on me so many times and and the turning point for that when I stopped trying was I was going to Poland um and the day before still during COVID times I had to do a COVID test and I had a bunch of admin things to do at the Beeb so I was in Oxford Circus she lived close by and she was like hey I really want to speak to you let's hang out and I was like fine but I have a really important flight you know, Ryanair, like 5am or something. I had to be in Stansted. I have to be awake. I have to check all my kit. This is really important to me. So I can see between these and these hours, 
long story short, she kept on prolonging it. And then in the end, I said, look, if you're not going to see me, you have to tell me because I have other things to do with my life. Mm. And she goes, yeah, I'm not seeing you. And just cancelled on me again. I think it was like maybe the fourth time. Jesus. And my friend goes to me, who was the one I ended up having this issue with, was like, I don't get it. She clearly doesn't care about your time and therefore doesn't care about you. Mm. What are you doing? And I was like, yeah, what am I doing? And then, I, yeah, I, I slowly had to let it go. I cried heaps over it. I was so upset. But then, you know, I work in logic as a journalist. Most journalists should, as they do. And I looked at the facts. I kept getting cancelled on. We were having massive fights. We weren't speaking to each other. Mm. Wasn't supportive. Mm. And, like, she was hiding facts from me. And, like, she was hiding information from me. Yeah. She obviously felt like she couldn't trust me. Yeah. So what's friendship without trust? We were just literally breaking down. Yeah. And there was no way of stopping it. It was just, like, at that point, that was the last time I heard from her. haven't heard from her since. Like, that's a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I I don't know. I think that being being cancelled on twice they probably would have been like no we're not meeting up like i think that like a lot of people i think were upset to adam and i got married in 2019 and that the reason we got married and i think it was very much like i wasn't speaking to my family and he was just i want you to feel like you have family and i was like i planned this in like five months tops and a lot of my friends at the time were like, you didn't invite me. And I was like, if that is genuinely your concern, that you didn't get invited to see me sign some papers because I am distraught, then you can get the hell away from me. I was so, I was a really angry person at that period anyway, and emotionally volatile that I think it was the best boundaries I've ever had. I didn't probably execute it in the nicest way, <laughs> but I I think I told at least eight people who I who were supposed to be my friend. And I was like, if you are more concerned with how you feel about not coming to my wedding, then don't don't talk to me again. Um, and that was it. And I remember this one sort of well ex friend now was like no that's not what I meant I wanted to be there for you I want to support you and like you didn't include me in that journey and I'm like yeah I didn't want to include anyone in this journey for me our wedding day was horrific and I don't think necessarily people really understand the full context of the day but it was really horrible and it was traumatizing in itself and I remember me and Adam signed the papers and I remember thinking like okay it's all over now And it wasn't, it was like almost like the beginning of something else. But I was like, you're almost supposed to be my friend. Like understand that signing papers and we're doing it with like Adam's immediate family and some of my immediate family, like that's, that's it. Like the people that came were because they had to come, not because I necessarily wanted people to witness this. Um, So yeah, I think that that was probably the 
best I've been at boundaries despite I regret some of my execution like I probably should have been nicer yeah I was gonna ask what so what would you have done differently I probably would have made it a paragraph instead of a sentence like I think there's like okay (laughs) it, Mm. it really was a sentence of if you don't understand why I'm doing this then please don't talk to me that was it and I think that there probably could have been a gentler way to say like I really hope that you understand why I'm doing this and I hope that I can ask for your support and then see where that went whereas I just shut it down and was like okay bye I mean you were there was a lot of stuff happening in your family there was a very big breakdown in multiple relationships in terms of dynamics Mm. it was messy yeah you know it was just completely messy um and so all those things are understandable but I've had friends that have gone through messy things and that didn't that didn't end up in a breakup oh wow okay yeah because people go through messy shit all the time Mm, so (laughs) yeah well yeah like I I mean the only relationship that I feel like from and I I call it the um previous era of my life is my mum and my brother like the I would say out of that period of people like cut out mm. whilst I'm being reintroduced to my family members and extended family members I'm not close to them they don't know me and that's fine I'm civil and whatever else but there is no one from that previous era that I speak to and I think could recover in a friendship or relationship now except for my mom and my brother yeah but did you want to maybe a couple of people and I I I think about it occasionally and I mean like maybe once a year um where I'm like oh I probably could reach out but I just don't know what it would mean for me and who I am now like I'm such a different person like I don't know me like if you met Leisha six seven years ago you'd be like who are you like you haven't blossomed I feel um and yeah I just don't know if that gels and also like in my head they're still that person from seven years ago like what you were saying earlier where like you're in a season with someone well should they be like in a Grey's Anatomy show where we recycle characters? Like, I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, during that fight, um, this is something that that person brought up, is that <laughs> we've both been through so much without each other now because I, I'd left the country mm. and they were going through stuff that, well, they didn't tell me, so I can't, I can't read someone's mind. Yeah. Especially was- if I can't physically see them. Yeah. And we wouldn't FaceTime. So it's like, well, what am I supposed to do with that? But anyway, if you can't physically see someone or at least virtually see their face mm. and they're going through all this kind of stuff, it's very hard to catch up Yeah, in someone's life. It's super, super hard to go through all the different little Thanks. details. So you have to, I think by age 30, you know, you've uh, grim, you have to like really want it. Yeah, but I'll say this as well. Like, I think you have friends for different things. Like, I went out to dinner with my friend the other day and he was just like, am I one of your most lame maintenance friends? And I was like, I sat there. I was like, 
I should really think about this. I was like, yeah, yeah, you are. But that doesn't mean that I don't like love my high maintenance friends. It's just different, right? Like I have someone who I can talk. Um, I mean, you, there are probably very few boundaries of what I can talk to you about. Well, well, well. <laughs> Alicia and Amy after dark. <laughs> <laughs> it is an experience. It is an experience, yeah, for sure. Um, but there are some people where I'm like, I just want to go on a walk with you and I want to talk about music. Or there's some people that I will only talk about um, like investing in business with and that's, you know, interesting on how I learn those skills. And like I would never then tell them like, yeah, like me and Adam had a fight about like freaking – what I'm going to color my bedroom or our bedroom. Sorry. Not <laughs> um, our bedroom. Um, and it really annoyed me because I don't like his color palette or whatever. Do you know what? Like that's a mundane fight, but like, I'm not going to share those details with that person. Yeah. And like, no, we have, we have friends that complete different parts of our souls. Yes. I like that. You know, that make us a whole person. Do I make you a whole person, Amy? Mm. <laughs> you no no you're definitely a part of that that makes me a whole person yeah um yeah I kind of feel like I see myself broken up into different pieces no I hear you and then like I'm glued together with all the different relationships and dynamics that make me me but mm. ultimately um you know I, I was joking about this with my friends at work all week we, we were telling each other the only person that cares about your career is you Yes. Oh, you did tell me this. Yeah, and um, really, the only person that actually cares about you is you. Mm. And like, you can have a partner that cares about you. Sure, you can have a best mate that cares about you. Sure, but ultimately, you're the one that's putting in boundaries. You're the one that's putting on face masks. You're the one that's going for a run. You're the one that's eating well and trying to at least sleep six hours a day. So, yeah, with all those things combined, if you can keep healthy and be well then you can be a good friend I actually had someone uh close in my life was going through a really hard time and I was irritated at him because he was only reaching out when his life was going to shit Mm. and it really bothered me and I because I I felt that I was being used for my emotional support yeah like for my kind nature that that all of a sudden he would appear when he was upset and then when we were trying, you know, not making happy memories and not having good times together. And that mm. really bothered me. I was like, I'm just not your emotional crotch. Like, that's not what this is about. Yep. And then um, he said to me. Thinking in crutch. <gasps> well, well, well. <laughs> Definitely explains what we used to do. Anyway, so he said to me, um... <laughs> He said to me, but you just know that I'm a shit friend and I don't want anyone to have expectations of me because I know I'm a shit friend. That sucks. So what does that mean? And I was just like, that's absolutely ridiculous at this age. (laughs) It's just like, it's re-triggered. I'm, I'm... I know I'm a shit friend and therefore I don't put in a further effort. But ultimately, when I'm upset, I expect you to be there for me. Yeah. No, 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 no. That's not. Yeah. No, no, no. So I like put a boundary. Yeah. 
Now we are uh, like, he won't listen to this. We're surface level friends. Yeah. Because I, I can't have that. That's ridiculous. That's a very fair thing. But it just reminded me, I was just saying, like, it really, really triggered me from when my other friend at my Hindu um, was like, oh, um, if you're not in front of my face, I find it really hard to be friends with you. I was like, sweetie, I don't live with you. Like, I don't know what to do with this as a vibe. Like, you can message and I can message. We can FaceTime. I don't know how to be in front of your face all the time. Like, that's not realistic. I'm not in front of Adam's face and I live with that man. Like, you live with your own face. I just, like, you <laughs> live with your own face. Like, I don't even know what to say. But that's so funny. Alicia standing 2023, <laughs> you live with your own face. Wow. No, but it's it, it's true. Like, that's absolutely ridiculous. Um, I was at a play last night. Um, accidental death of an anarchist. Oh, I heard it's really good. It was unbelievably good. Okay. And um, during the play, I thought of a work colleague where I was like, shit, he must see this. Oh, wow. I thought of someone, messaged him a link being like, please go to this. You would love it. He replied, awesome tip, gonna buy ticks. Done. Done. And like, he could also ignore my text, whatever. But the fact is that I did think of this person. Yeah. Who is my friend sent them a link to something that I think would serve them, Mm. to which they replied uh, happily. Yeah. Pretty standard stuff. Yeah. So I just think that's really bizarre. No, I agree. It bothers me. Yeah, I'm not over that one yet, but there we go. Mm. But yeah. Okay, so I'm just going to ask you again, because I don't think we really took, like, you discussed your process. So you had your find the park, you ended things... I say park. I don't know why I'm saying park. It was outside of Facebook. Well, I mean, it was a half park. To be half fair, like, there was grass and trees and shit. Thanks. Fair. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, but process. Like, okay, you didn't speak, but, like, did it hurt afterwards? Like, do you think that you had, like, a mourning or grieving period? Um. Yeah, for sure. Okay. For sure. Did you also eat ice cream and watch your favourite movie? No, I couldn't because I was on live TV at 2am. Okay, but no, but, like... I don't afterwards? know. I'm talking about like months afterwards. Months like. afterwards. No, I, I did not. Um, I do tend to eat my feelings, which is why I gym frequently. But um, <laughs> I rather eat and just gym more for that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Um No, but then certain things reminded me of that person. And then I was I would become upset. Mm. I would have to pick myself up. Remember why I was upset. Think about all these good things that are happening in my life mm. and carry on. Yeah. And that was just like this constant process of being upset, being constantly triggered. Yeah. Especially going home to Australia because we had so many mutual friends. Oh. And they would ask me. Okay. Yeah. That was hard. Yeah. And then I have to be like, well, I don't really like- want to talk to you about it because I don't want to like persuade shit, like, people. Or well, like- I don't want to shit all over this pet. Like that's not, it's also none of anyone else's business like at that point in time Mm -hmm. um and so I was like yeah look stuff went down I don't consider us friends anymore yeah um and now it's just more I guess I have neutral feelings now but I I really felt after that I'm not friends with this person anymore Mm. uh so yeah I kind of went through at first it was definitely like being upset and denial a bit of anger 
And then kind of once I hit different turning points of reality, uh, finally came acceptance. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I think the healthiest thing that I did besides eventually putting up boundaries was actually just sitting with my feelings but making a decision with myself. All right, Amy, you're going to wallow for this for like, you're going to be upset with this for like three days. Okay. All right. And actually give myself. I love myself, that you put your time Yeah, on. I had to put a time on it because if like I'm an only child or I'm by myself, I'm very independent, I'm by mm. myself often. Oh, I see. Okay. And so I really like, if you get really caught up in your feelings and really into your emotions and really you introspective, can you can spiral spiral and like really think about this all the time. And it really doesn't require this much brain power because I promise you they're not putting this much thought into it. Yeah. No, that's fair. So yeah. Once my dad said to me, you need to somehow find a way of letting this go without like the closure you want mm. and crave and desire, then you will eventually get over this faster and you're going to need to because you've got shit to do, Amy. Yeah, you know, Amy. You yeah, Amy. You, know, you haven't moved halfway across the world. To tolerate bullshit. To tolerate bullshit. Like, yeah. it's just not. I mean, I haven't moved halfway across the world, but I get it. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I haven't made all these sacrifices. For that, yeah. For that. So I have a controversial question. I don't Ooh. know what the time is, but. Yeah, it's all right. All right. Um... Have I ever crossed a boundary with you? Ooh. No. Oh, that's good. I like that. Solid. And I think, no. And I think if you did, you would know. No, I, I figured I would know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 but yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. that's part, like, I think that's a beautiful thing about our friendship. Like, if we, like, we've disagreed before and I've been like, no, nah, I disagree with you. And it's been okay. And like, yeah. that's fine. And that's what I said about appreciating conflict earlier. But like, um, yeah, no, I'm glad. I'm glad I've never. No, no, no. I like you. Would... I like to think that I'm respectful. <laughs> <laughs> you you would see the lasers come out of my eyes. I'm sure you've seen it on other, other people. people. Oh, yeah. I've seen it, I think. Yeah, go on. Go on. One. Definitely once. But actually for, I think, three different people. Ooh. Really? Yeah. But I think one particular person probably got a lot more. <laughs> Different time periods. I'll say that. Okay. Um, but yeah. Well, I'll disclose names later. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. Never. Yeah. Like when some, when I'm upset, you, people like people will know that I'm upset. Mm. Um, I think working in the UK, I find English people very passive and they don't really tell you <laughs> how they feel, which is so annoying. But at the world service, we're all foreign. So we, <laughs> you, you better believe we know how each other feels. <laughs> um, but when you work in Radio 4, it's very different. Okay. Yeah, we're it's just, passive. it's very domestic. Is it passive very, aggressive or just passive? It's a bit of column A and column B. Okay, cool. Um, all right. I'm, I'm just curious because sometimes like I'm... I work with like a lot of Americans um, or other Europeans and they're like, yeah, Lucia, like sometimes you're just very British and like I genuinely don't know whether to be offended by that or not. I don't know if it is because I can be pretty passive and I'm like, yeah, if you want to do that, you do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, very British. Ooh, that really, that's, it a, stings. that's, a, different, that's a different episode. <laughs> that is identity 
And I mean, all things roll into that, but yes. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Have I have I crossed a boundary? Good question. Off the top of my head, no. But like, I remember, and actually it's funny because I remember talking about this with you and we FaceTimed and I was talking, I was like, oh, I'm over it. Like this friendship is dead in the water. Like, I think I was like, I was really, it was like my angry phase. And yeah. I was like, racism was no girl. Like I can't have people around me, especially like with my wedding coming up. It's a freaking Indian wedding. Like you seriously like gonna bring that shit up right now. And I think I, we were talking about, I was like, oh, you know, this person's got their process. Like they're gonna go get pregnant in a few months or whatever. And you said, oh, but that's really interesting. Like, you know, once people become mothers and like, yeah. um, they become a bit more like, calm about things and like you maybe you, you could hope that they you, you, become you, a bit more calm about things yeah. yeah or like they become really empathetic about things and like maybe then you can have a conversation and i like that really triggered me and i remember just saying back to you i was like do you think that her and her white baby are going to dissect racism and you were like oh yeah and i was like adam like i could hear him in the background being like fuck no and I was like <laughs> and I just remember he goes he goes that really upset you didn't it I was just like oh it just sounds like don't get me wrong like I love my mom my mom asks me every other week when I'm gonna have a baby but like I see my friends who have babies so occupied like unbelievably occupied that they will message me at 2am in the morning because that's when they're awake doing baby stuff I do not think that they have time to work on their friendships. And I respect that because you've given birth, your body's changed. Like there's a whole other human that you have to look after. I do not see them do necessarily doing the work that they like potentially need deeper work for friendships because they have a deeper relationship that they need to build with that child. But is that a priority to them? not this particular person I'm gonna go with no No, like I I would argue that I've had a few friends that have now given birth that have dropped off the face of the earth yeah and you know pre-baby post-baby they're very different people which is fair because you have a giant human coming out of your vagina or stomach or stomach yeah so like body basically hormones fine i i completely understand that but again if you are a priority in their life they would hopefully take the time Mm, you know and and you would but then again some people aren't another episode some people aren't fit to be mothers (laughs) (laughs) i mean valid but i think i just what i mean by that is i have low expectations like, I don't think that unpicking trauma or systemic issues is going to be top of mind as you're breastfeeding a, like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. a two-month-old that your body is still recovering from. And, and hey, that's just for the people who have given birth, right? Like, other people might have adoption or fostering and mm. shit, but, like, kids are work, and that's a whole different thing. And that's why I have low expectations. But anyway, that would be the only thing that I would say. But I said it right back to you. So I don't feel like it's an issue in that way. No, it's not because it was like it discussed was like, in that in the moment. moment. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas like, I don't know. No. So. No. But yeah, I, I think that like if you're able to 
say how you feel in that moment. Although some things take time to process. Mm. Um, I've had situations in my life where I've had things where I needed to process and they've come out um, very differently to how I imagined. So there's that. Mm. But if, if if they are a real friend and they believe in your friendship, then that should be a non-issue and you can work through it as long as you say it in a way that's not offensive. Yeah, respectful. I also think that I'm really appreciative of, like, holding messages. Like, I don't know, like, I work in PR and, like, we used to put holding emails for clients of, like, hey, I know that you need this immediately, but give me time to actually do the work. Here's a holding email of, like, thank you, give us, like, a few hours and we will come back to you with this. Oh, fascinating. Yeah, I really appreciate that where people are like, I need to process this three to four working days, I'll be back. Oh, yeah, yeah, I often, actually, when I think about it, I do this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's a couple of times I feel like we've done that. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it was fine. And then I'm just, like, I'm sad, like, the anxiety removes because I'm like, whatever. Yeah. Actually, yeah. no, that's a really good point. I really wish, in terms of building stronger friendships and communicating that more people would do that because I'm my job is to communicate and mm. to communicate very difficult messages yes that's and true. to communicate very complex often academic work into simple simplified English right uh and something that's really digestible I really wish that everyone had the same communication style <laughs> we don't <laughs> we don't and um having holding messages and being like by the way give me like 24 hours give me 48 give me a couple of days mm. i'm just working on this you're on my to-do list i tell that to people because i actually have a physical to-do list which do you know that you diary. were on my to-do list today not as in like like the other day i think you called me and i was like call amy back like yeah. that was on my, my to-do, to-do list. list yeah and like being responsible for those receipts and like saying i will call you back i did tell you to you know do this another thing is also in terms of like helping friendships and communicating to avoid friendship breakups i would argue is understanding each other's communication style so for example i have this friend which we've done this like 360 on we have learned we should not text oh yeah you said this (laughs) we definitely should not text because our our humor is different. Our tone is really different. We work really fucked up hours. So if we're tired, upset or whatever, and you're reading something in that tone, Mm. we immediately get irritated at each other, but we're not actually. And so it causes miscommunication. And therefore we do generally keep text to a minimum and we organize to, we either send each other really stupid videos or we see each other face to face because we've learned that we don't match within that medium and mm. it's definitely helped okay i love the power of the voice note like i'm such a voice noter i don't know if i would personally listen to the voice notes back but i'm really like um yeah some people do hey yeah like they listen back yeah i only listen back to make sure i filter properly in case i've said if i if i'm talking a bit out of my ass okay like to refilter myself but interesting yeah, love that yeah. um i might listen back if i need to remember what i said but that's about it. Right. Um, but yeah, like I'm a big fan of that because I think that, again, like tone is so important. And I, you know, I think about this message that I sent and I'd asked like 15 people what their thoughts were because she came back and she was like, I received really horrible messages and I received, you know, like this really 
uh, triggering thing. And I'm like, I'm not, firstly, there's like no great time to bring up racism, like not at all, but like, should I have voice noted it? And should I have done it in person? Like, would that have been more digestible? No, I'm going to stick with what I said in this instance, because I think reading it allows you to, especially because there's a lot of education in there. Um, I even like sent links to books and stuff. It was like, wow, it was really considerate, I'd like to say. Um, but there are instances where like Adam's definitely misread some of my messages. And he's like, well, why are you do- why are you here with the attitude? And I'm like, dude, I'm like trying to work and I'm multitasking and you're asking me this. I'm like, I don't know where your freaking blue shirt is right now. Like, look in your wardrobe. It's probably what I'd say. Right. He's like, lose the attitude. And I'm like, probably should have voice noted it. But here we go. Like, yeah. then he'll understand that I'm busy and I'm multitasking and probably not truly paying attention to what he's asking me. However, um, it's fine because I know how to fix that one. Whereas, like, with other friends, it's interesting about the communication style. Like, that's definitely... Like, I feel like I know yours... Which is? Well, you're very upfront and you want things said there and then or the holding pattern, which I think is reasonable. Um, but I also think that you want everything to be considered. Like you are someone who I can see looks at multiple angles in a situation. Yes. And you probably want all of them to be considered and then go, right, Leash, which is the right one for you? And I'll be like, okay. So I need to, like, I try to think that way. I, I always think, like, oh, okay, how would Amy think? Although I don't think there's anything being controversial between us particularly, but, like, sometimes for, like, mutual friends that we've had or, like, situations that, like, I don't know, like, for the wedding, I know that you met loads of my friends, so then there's been, like, situations there where I'm like, okay, well, what would Amy want in this situation and what do you think she should do? And then what what's my opinion on it <laughs> right all right i mean like i I try to give people options yeah which, which you know option a we could do this option b we could do this option c is this yeah and i, I think like i'm a very strategic person in my life yes <laughs> <laughs> people know me well yeah mm-hmm. i i am i'm a really strategic person i have a b c d especially with work mm. and so you should be able to like at least provide your f- close friends that you know those different options to make things a bit better. And I think that's really useful if you're trying, again, like a tip to avoid friendship breakups. It's like, is there a different ways of like creating different options Mm. that could help you be in that middle rather than saying, no, you must solve it the way I think you should solve this. Or putting the whole onus on, no, Mm -hmm. what are we doing? You're solving this because you're the one with the issue. It should be a compromise because that's what friendships, partners, any sort of relationship work is. It's compromise. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I think that's also really helpful. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. In terms of communicating. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I feel like we've just saved friendships everywhere. Oh, I hope so. (laughs) I've I've been through enough ups and downs this past couple of years. (laughs) Grim. Um, <laughs> I'm starting to think maybe it's a London thing or a UK thing. No, I'm joking. No, you'll, you'll no, have had friendship breakups in Australia. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I just thought of one <laughs> um, where her mum was an anti-Semite. Oh, damn. All right. 
Yeah, it's a friend from high school and I haven't spoken to them since. And they wondered why. And this was actually, this was less confrontational, Amy, in the past. Mm. Between high school and uni, still figuring life out. Um, Their mum, I was at an event. They were there and their mum was there because that mum was friends with our mutual friends' parents and, like, you know what I mean, high school, oh, yeah, right? Yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, the whole shebang. Yep. Although my parents weren't there, but anyway. <laughs> probably Come on, Brian. No, they probably, like, <laughs> avoided everyone happily. Anyway, so, um, yeah, her mum said something really anti-Semitic to me um, and I didn't know how to handle that information because I would would have been... Actually, what it wasn't high school, it was university time but it was with my high school friends got you okay if that makes it, it was yeah, like yeah, yeah. first year if first year uni or something yeah uh yeah mum said something really anti-semitic to me i was so upset but she was older than me i didn't know how to handle it i was just shocked i didn't know how to process it yeah and then i just realized like the apple didn't f- fall far, far from the tree and i um uh, that person that I thought was a friend started saying really ignorant things. And it wasn't about me necessarily or Judaism, but it was about other people, like my diverse lot of friends or, you know, Sydney's a very diverse place like London, Mm. probably less. But anyway, um, (laughs) and I realised that I I just could not have this person in my life and I just disappeared. I like it. I I just, I mean, I like I just disappeared. They ended up having children i've ne- i haven't actually spoken to them since that event but see i'm controversially i'm not when it comes to friends or like tricky situations i say tricky <laughs> racist situations shitty situations i am not opposed to ghosting like i think it's a perfectly acceptable form of going i think it depends where you are in the friendship because that friendship okay wouldn't have been so deep yeah, all right. And, I didn't, and I didn't know how to do that as like eighteen or nineteen year old Amy. Valid. Versus thirty year old Amy. Okay. That's true. We like you know, like tools. Amy like Amy in the past, like nineteen year old Amy standing up to a say a forty five, fifty year old woman. Mm. Like, I don't know. I just knew what she said was wrong. Yeah. But I in that very public surrounding where we were. Mm. And there were people around me as well. And no one did anything. And so I just shut down immediately and was like, okay, what's the best way that I could feel safe and get get out of this situation is never see these people again. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I don't even remember the comment. I just remember, you know, that's yeah. how far back. I just remember that it was quite anti-Semitic and being very hurt by it. Yeah. So, yeah, I think because it wasn't such a deep friendship, ghosting was fine. Okay, but uh, would right. would thirty but would thirty year old Amy do that with? I don't. I have acquaintances, I guess, but I don't see them often enough. Like you're either in my circle or you're not. Oh yeah, actually, I I feel that yeah. At this age, yeah, there there are people that I will actively meet up with at least once a month, and there are people who will be like, "Hey, do you want to come to a party or do you want to like group gatherings?" Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I'm not. I think I think also it's really challenging and I really felt this in the past few years of like lives like I have so much on in my life and therefore like 
respectfully if I haven't messaged you to meet up like that's kind of like not like I'm not your friend but I'm probably not going to be able to like support you in a deeper way well that's how I feel about you too well exactly I'm not offended by that yeah it's okay yeah and like that that's fine yeah you know that's fine we move yeah um but yeah I'm looking at the time yeah so what are our top tips uh effective communication and learning other people's communication styles yeah um healthy boundaries yes not beyonce but boundaries <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely um and giving people options you know, options nothing, yeah yes. nothing is absolute like you have to compromise and really understand how people connect and often giving options is just a really good way of settling anything that could further escalate yeah right and then I still maintain if you do have a friendship breakup that ice cream and movies are the way forward. Or you could box it out. That too. I mean, that's a, <laughs> that is a solid option. But ice cream, movie, following day, box it out. Yeah, like, yeah. I'll, oh, yeah. <laughs> I think probably I've replaced ice cream in a movie with like dumplings in a documentary and that would probably be same, same. So, yeah. All I right. I mean, I've gotten into, like, the mochi ice cream. Yes. Mochi. So, yes, 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 yes. So, yes, like, yes, it would yes. be that. And I don't know. Adam has, like, interesting choices in movies, so I might let him pick options. Yeah. See? I'm winning already. Yes, exactly. <laughs> options. Um, but, yeah, thank you. Thank you. For having me on. Thank you for coming and um, being an amazing friend. 